Welcome to another, well, not another edition, but episode three of In My Basement Podcast. I've taken kind of a two-week hiatus just, just because of the, uh, just for, just because. I don't, I don't really have a significant reason. I just got kind of lazy in the last couple of days. But this edition, but this episode three is doing the dishes. So I'm just going to be talking while I do dishes. So pardon the water, my faucet in the background. So. Uh, just an update from the last two weeks that has happened to me. Uh, I pretty much have, I went to Indianapolis this last week. And this, uh, going to Indianapolis, this was my first ever flight uh, travel I've ever done. Prior to that, every trip I've done prior to that has been a road trip. So it's very, it was a very, very interesting, I should say. Yeah, very interesting and awesome and eye-opening experience flying for the first time and and what I mean by eye-opening is mainly because it's how do, how do I want to say it? I take it as a more deeper I I think at a deeper subconscious level now nowadays so whenever like I do something new I think of it in like a deep meaning and I think of a lot like a lot hidden meanings behind it that really serve no purpose to a lot of other people but for me it helps me think of some new thoughts and just just kind of new not new thoughts but essentially just a new outlook that's i think that's the correct correct term to use new outlook on it so when i was flying uh when i flew out north dakota i had to fly to chicago and when i got and that was interesting because when I left, it was pouring rain, like just raining cats and dogs. And I could tell it was going to be a good flight because right when I got to the airport, I stepped inside like a two feet worth of, yeah, two feet worth of water. So I had a pretty good soaked pan leg, so, and I had an hour and a half flight ahead of me, so good start. And I had to laugh when, after... After we got on the plane, everything, everything went smoothly out uh, for the most part. I had to laugh when we got onto the plane, how the, how the pilot just comes out. He's like, we're going to uh, experience some turbulence on the takeoff. And I was like, of course, my first flight. And we go through turbulence. Amazing. <laughs> so, well, and this is my first time actually really feeling thrust from turbine engines. When I just started to take off, I heard him speed it up, and I was just like, yeah, this sounds badass. And I started feeling like, yeah, yeah, and all of a sudden, when the wheels went off and the, and the whole science and aviation of, of the wing design and everything kicks in, it just felt so weird. I'm like, this is, this, this is the true definition of riding on air. So, and during mid-flight there, I don't know why, I just had some deep, deep, dark thoughts of just like, what if we're flying all of a sudden we just get broadsided by another plane? What would happen? I'm like, and I was just imagining like the, half the plane, the cockpit, everything just go up in flames and it's just like, we're dead. I'm dead. We're all dead. We're gone. And I kind of thought about some more. I'm like, why the hell am I even thinking that? And I was just not seeing this plane. Like, oh. Okay, okay, okay. Well, back to what I originally was talking about until I got interrupted. Uh, 
was it? I was thinking. Of, I was just thinking of how I was just thinking of something completely unnecessary of just how just the dark side of just watching all those uh, plane uh, plane crashes that you watch on the Smithsonian plane disasters. I remember that old show. Well, not old, but I remember watching that a lot before I cut my cable. But anyway, after that, it was a pretty good flight. The worst part about it was I re remembered during the flight when I went to go grab my cell phone to plug my headphones in that the cable I grabbed for my headphones do not work on my phone because of the 3.5 millimeter jack is too big for some reason. So it cannot lock into my phone head jack. So I had no music for an hour and a half. For an hour and a half. That was absolutely terrible. It was pretty terrible for a while. And with the elevation gain that we did, that we got, my ears started to, I sometimes did not let my ears pop, like as you obviously go through uh, elevation change. So I just let it, I just let them get bubbled up. That's the term for it. Uh, I'll have to look into that. So when I did that, it helped muffle the jet sound and just the wind, tur uh, wind noise that was coming from everything. And yeah, pretty much it was a pretty solid flight. I pretty much all I did was read, not watch a movie at all. And while I was reading, I started nodding and almost started to fall asleep mid-flight. And when I came to a little bit, like I probably fell asleep or wasn't a daze for maybe maybe ten minutes or something like that. When I woke up, I was like, "What the hell am I doing? I am sleep or sleeping in mid-flight." Which I know a lot of people don't think about that, which is where you're like, are we landing yet? In my mind, I'm like, I'm in mid-freaking air and I'm sleeping? This is freaking weird. Wait, to me that's just how I thought of it. And like I said before, I think a bit deeper on this. I'm like, I should be like freaking amazed by this. I'm like, some guys who used to build bicycles discovered lift and this is how it goes. So... And it was just funny because my neck muscles uh, from keeping my head turned left looking out the window since I, and I did sit on the left side of the plane. And just looking left out the window, just looking out. I don't know why I was because we were pretty much in like storm weather. Since I opened the Northern Plains, it was just stormy, overcast. So it was just really white. But you can see for miles and that was pretty amazing. It was kind of like the intro to Back to the Future. Uh, part two, I believe it was, or even the first one. I think it may have it. I don't know. It's been a while since I watched this movie, so should we watch this? I got my Blu-ray, but but it's kind of sad. I bought them, but I haven't even watched them. I bought it back when it was like the anniversary, not the new one, but it was the. I think it was like four the four years ago when I bought them when they first came out on Blu-ray. I was like, yeah, Back to the Future, I definitely want to get these. I'll watch them all the time. Yeah, I really haven't watched them. It's like with the Harry Potter series. I was like, I'm just going to wait till the full series comes out, and I'll just buy the one box set that has all them in it. Bottom, haven't even watched one yet. I was like, why? Then it just got me thinking, I'm like, I'm like, how much do people actually watch these movies, really? I kind of thought about it too. I'm like, I really don't watch that too many movies. Like, once I really think about it, 
Like, yeah, I can't binge, like, I do binge watch some Netflix shows, but other than that, I really don't do much, like, I'm always outside doing something, like, now since it's summertime and the weather's getting beautiful out, and sun goes up down around, like, 8, 8.30, and it's gonna get even later, coming up here in the next mo month of June, like, I just like to spend as much time as I can outside, so it's gonna be kind of amazing once that actually happens. So I'm pretty stoked about, pretty stoked about that. But I still laugh when it's like, oh, I pay for all these movie uh, movie streaming services. But at the same time, it's like I don't watch like enough for it. Like I think to justify Netflix and like Hulu, you have to at least watch like three, uh, like maybe three shows or specials, like comedy specials, like within a month to justify the payment of it. That's how I look at it. So, and also too today I just thought of just like just going through some deep thought of just how I'm like when was the last time I actually went to go see a movie and I thought about I'm like the last movie I saw in the movies was Star Wars and I probably have talked about this before and I just rewatched it a couple a uh, couple di uh yeah a couple days ago no wait it wasn't a couple days it was a couple weeks it was like two weeks ago I finally watched Star Wars, bought it, let it sit there for a week in the wrapper on my on, on my coffee table. Then I just finally said, you know what, let's just watch it. Today is just going to be a lazy day. So, got through it and I was like, I still liked it. So, that's at least a bonus. So, <sighs> what else? Oh, continue on my trip to Indy. Uh, once we landed in, after the flight, we got close to the Mississippi River, and that was pretty easy to tell where it was, but I wasn't sure what part we flew over on it, on the Mississippi River, but then, like, shortly after that, we came across a, like, road course, or motorsports, and I was like, oh, there's an event going up, I want to go see it! I was like, damn it, I gotta fly to Indy today still, damn it! So... It was interesting when we landed because it's obviously my first flight. This is my first landing, so I'm like, how's this going to feel? And we landed smoothly, thank God. Landed, took forever. And I kind of realized on how long a lot of flights are now. So now every time I look at something, I minus 30 minutes from a flight. And that's to take in perspective of the time it takes to undock from the terminal and get onto the runway and vice versa, landing and getting back to the terminal. So you at least got a half hour taken off from that flight. So if you have like like a two hour flight time, in reality it's only like hour and a half. Like uh, when I got to Chicago, inside O'Hare International, it was really interesting just how the airport was all laid out and I found that really fascinating. And I'm just like, who the hell built the first airport? I was like, yeah, let's do like this, this, and this. So I thought it was really cool. Uh, really cool. I saw the uh, international terminal. I was like, that's really cool. Just seeing all like uh, Vir Virgin America, Dubai Airways, uh, uh, Iceland Air. Uh, what were the other ones? What were the other ones? I saw, God, what was it? I saw, I saw, I saw. I can't even name all of them off. Yeah, I think I did see, maybe I just said this, Air Dubai. Um, I, I think it was Irish, Irish Airways, 
but all I know is uh, on the fin it was green with a foley clover, so I figured Irish. So, but yeah, then I also saw uh, China, uh, China Air. And I think it, while I was just looking at that, I found it really amazing. Just like these are people flying from across the world. I have n nobody knows who they are. Nobody talks to each other. It's just kind of amazing that everyone just wants to get to point A to point B, and no one really talks. So I'm like, all right, what? I just found that kind of fascinating. And gone to gone to Chicago, and I was just gonna be hungry, and I was just like looking around. I bought this tea shake, or a shake from a this one tea place that was in at the um ORD that's the initials for O'Hare and when I was in there like I got the tea I said sipping I was like what the hell are these chunks in here so I, I started chewing they're kind of like little gummy black tea bits and I was like this is pretty shitty I was like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> like this is pathetic I only could finish like half of the drink before I just tossed it because I was like, this is so useless. Who the hell thought this was a good idea? I'm like, I wonder how much sugar is actually in this stuff since now I'm looking more at my sugar intake nowadays. So that was kind of like my liquid lunch when I was there. Then, then I just said, all right, we're just going to go straight to, uh, yeah, after I got that, I just pretty much hung out until, like, I had a one-hour layover in Chicago. Then we, then we got to the uh, plane to Indy, and I kind of had to laugh. And they're like, "Yeah, this is just a half-hour flight. It's really short. We're not gonna be putting complimentary uh, drinks or food out." So I was like, "All right, whatever. Like, I'll deal with it." Then we, when we finally got into uh, Indy, when we were flying to it, it was actually pretty cool to see all the wind farms and just how the farms were. And I had to laugh too when going back to before we landed in Chicago. When we were flying over the Illinois, how I was able to see when I just saw like the mansions, the horse corrals. I'm like, all right, these people like some of these people are horse race. So I'm like, these people make the big bucks, the big, big bucks. And I thought that was really interesting. So then when we got into the, all right. Jumped back to landing into Indy. Got into Indy. It was like 8 o'clock at night. Because I... From where I live, I jumped two time zones. So, I was still going... It was 8 o'clock, but it was 6 o'clock my time. So, I was like, ah, I'm kind of tired, but... I can still go. And... When we landed, obviously, you get your rental car and all that fun stuff. Get your bag. And... Started driving. I was like... I got like a Hyundai Sonata, one of the new ones. I was like, oh, this is pretty nice. We started driving and everything. I was like, yeah, this seems pretty good. This pretty, seems pretty good. Also, I saw see, uh, Indianapolis downtown. I saw the Chase Tower. Then I saw Lucas Oil Stadium. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. This is pretty cool. And we'll go on the interstate. Some of the streetlights just went straight out. Like, driving all of a sudden, they just shut off. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, what the hell is this? Go and it happens again. I'm like, Am I about to die? I've seen these movies. People die in these situations. <laughs> Thankfully, I did not die or get any hurt or see any or witness any accidents or murders going on. So I'm happy there. But yeah, I finally got to when I finally got to my hotel and checked in. I was just like, okay, I gotta go eat somewhere. Just gotta eat. 
when I got out of my hotel, I looked across the street. There's a there's Twin Peaks. I never heard of Twin Peaks, and I was just like, huh, maybe we'll check that place out later. Like it it looked full at the time, so I was just like, I'll check it out later this week. I got one week to eat wherever I want, so I'll just definitely go and just go check that out later. So went down the road. I found a McDonald's. And when I pulled into the McDonald's, the drive-thru said, open 24 hours. I'm like, open 24 hours? This is the greatest McDonald's ever. I'm like, I wonder how many drunk people walk in here all the time. Because I def- definitely know I would be if I was, if it was like the old me who drank a lot, it, I would definitely be at McDonald's all the time. So and that was like my first McDonald's I had in a long, long time. But the food was on point. It actually looked at the picture. It tasted it tasted really good. So I couldn't complain one bit. But the thing I had to laugh the m- most about when I was there was just the infrastructure of Indianapolis. Like I did not know what Indi- Indianapolis was really known for. And sorry about that. my squ- stairs are really squeaky. But the thing that Oh, when I got there, the thing I had to laugh about was just the infrastructure was just shit, period. Just straight up shit. And I was just like, all right, maybe these ro- maybe these roads are about to get paved this year. I was like, it's just one of those flukes. I'm like, it's all right. No problems. Then I then decided the next day I went to my training class when I got there. And training went good. Met everyone. Everyone was awesome. And if I can meet those people again, I definitely would. Everyone was always fun. So, but uh, was it for lunch? I kind of just went to my homie stuff. Like usually I'm always like, oh, hey, let's try getting a natural like place to eat. So, and what the hell am I still recording? 18 minutes? Maybe. I don't know. I go fast but uh all right but i just went to cadobas just because i could and i kind of kept it vegan or not vegan vegetarian i should say to a point the lady behind the counter looked at me really funny and i just kind of laughed on how i'm like no tortilla none of this none of that but this this and this like what kind of beans and i'm like all the beans the guy just looked at me i'm like all the beans but one scoop and the guy looked at me weird i'm like I know how this bitch runs. You cannot judge me on this. So, yeah. Uh, then for dinner, I decided to go downtown, and I went to Bon Bonzo or something like that. It was a really good, actually, like pizza place. It's, I think it's a local place. It's really good. So if you ever go there. They have like three or four locations, I believe, throughout Indianapolis. But like, they're one in downtowns on Massachusetts Avenue. I believe it's called Massachusetts or Massachusetts Street. It's probably Massachusetts Avenue, and that place is really, really good. Like, uh, like my personal favorite pizza is the Hawaiian pizza, and and I was just like, okay, let's see how their Hawaiian pizza is, just to see. And I got it. Uh, I ordered it. Then when I got it. I was amazed. They read my thoughts. Uh, the ham chunks on it usually comes with Canadian bacon, which is just like really cooked ham. 
and the ham pieces were actually like roasted ham. Like they actually roasted the ham and they just carved it off and just kind of had gloves on obviously, but then they just tore it apart and just put it on the pizza, which was amazing. Made it taste even better. The cheese on it was awesome. It was it didn't taste like it didn't taste or like give you that weird feeling of uh was it that weird feeling like the processed cheese sometimes gives you if you're sensitive to that. And the pineapple on it was a like whole chunks like probably the dole can pineapple, but what can you do about that? But still that's a good pineapple to me it is. So but yeah, that was really good and I enjoyed that. Uh had had like the darkest beer there that they had. I can't remember what it was called. It was like a cappuccino beer. It was pretty good until you got to the end, then it kind of just made you want to puke. <laughs> yeah, it made you really want to puke. I was like, whoa, by the end of it. After I ate, I was really full. I only got like a medium size. Like I started realizing I should actually eat a bit less pizza. So I just get mediums now, which is only 12 inches, not largest. Because I don't eat. I'm a grown boy, but I don't need to eat a full, full pizza anymore. So... After I said, hey, let's just go walk the entire downtown area. I paid for parking, and it's good till midnight, so why not? Let's live it up. Let's just walk the entire downtown. And when I was down there, the first place I ended up at was at Monument Square, without even knowing what it was called. I was just like, oh, this place looks cool. It's like Monument Square. That was like the first time I had. I didn't even know what it was actually called until I got back to my hotel. I was like, oh, that actually is Monument Square. <laughs> so... Yeah, I walked through all that. They had the World War II uh, memorial, which was, which was pretty like architecturally cool. Just seeing it and how everything is just carved out of stone and everything like that. It's really cool. They had like the Rocky Balboa steps. Obviously, not, not as like in Philadelphia, but I think it's a bit steeper. And when I was walking up it, I almost wanted to start playing Eye of the Tiger just for the, just for the laugh of it. I'm going up in just a shadow boxing, but I'm not in my workout gear, so it just looks even more funny and just ridiculous. So, uh, continue walking down that. That was really cool. I walked by the Capitol, uh, the Indiana, the uh, Indiana Capitol building, and I just kind of stood there. I'm like, this freaking building's goddamn huge. Why the hell do we need this big of a building? I was just like. And that just made me start thinking, I'm like, humans are crazy on how big of shit we need. <laughs> I'm like, the more western you go, the bigger the shit it is. I'm like, this is ridiculous. So, but yeah, I thought that was pretty cool then. I ended up walking by the, uh, what was it? Uh, the convention center, which nothing was going on at the time there. Then I started walking, and I was like, hey, there's that lit big lady fountain statue. I was like, all right, that's the monument fountain. So I started walking towards that, just just how I usually do. Start walking towards there, then when I got there, I was like, oh yeah, I totally forgot. Ninja Warrior is here this weekend. So they were there filming. They, were, they weren't filming yet, but they were just setting up all the obstacles. And I was just looking, I'm like, wow, these sets are a lot smaller than I thought. But when I started looking, I'm like, okay. I'm just like interested in how all the obstacles were. I was like, this is really interesting. Just how everything's all set up. Then one of the guys that was in my training was, who's he's interested in Ninja Warrior. He, he was mainly just interested. He's like, I wonder how the workers are. Do they like have their own crew that follow with them? Or do they have like, do they hire local guys? So that's a good question to 
bring up and I think it's I think they're a part of NBC and they probably just get either local workers and they probably have like a few crew members here and there so but it probably is more unlikely they have a full crew that goes along so that'd be a, that won't be a bad gig I think but it'd be interesting so the only bad part about that entire week was that it was storming for most of it so it was kind of like uh kind of I will say it was not the greatest weather to be doing that, so it's kind of like oh, so I was like I want wanted to really go and check it out, but at the same time it's like it's storming outside. It's like is it really worth it? So I'll just pass up on it. There's no reason for me to really even try it yet until I build up my hand strength. I don't have that much hand grip. Yeah, but as the week went along, I uh. Just start eating out more. I pretty much started picking all the places I'd never been at. Like, I did try the Twin Peaks, which I soon realized what they're known for was the waitresses and the skimpy out, uh, skimpy outfits of the shorty shorts and really tight tops that show the bust pretty well. And I just had to laugh about that. The food, in my book, was good. It's not like if you're a burger critic who's like, okay, it has to be cooked like this, this, and this, made with this beef. The patties were kind of uh, pre-packaged, but like still good-wise. Like they're good, good to me a good like premium uh, for what they are. Like they're good for what they are. That's how I should say. The patties were good for what they are, but the burgers like they're consistently good. Like there's like nothing really bad. Their fries are really good. So if you like fries, their fries are awesome. Like I didn't have to put ketchup on it or add ketchup to it so like i know a lot of people like just gra instantly grab ketchup and go to me th if a food's good you don't have to add condiments to it or at least take one bite before you add something to it to at least get your first verdict on it because a lot of people say like oh this place is amazing also you see what they put on it right before they even buy it it's like that's not even really what the food is anyway <laughs> it's like you look at me like so you like ketchup more than actually that burger so like, do you want a burger with that ketchup? So, but yeah, I eat there. The beer that they had there, uh, not my liking. I like, I really like dark stout porters uh, it, slash coffee beers. So, they gave me the best that they could give that they had on tap at, at the current time that I was there. And that's all they, they really didn't have that great of choice. They're like, we got IPAs and I looked down like, I don't like IPAs, period. They kind of had to laugh about that, so I just got my regular Jack and Cokes if my food, if my beer isn't there. So that was awesome. I like my beer. Beer was good. Beer's always good. So yeah, I eat there. I had my first ever Chick Fil A, which I don't see what the perk was of it, but maybe it was just because of the food I got. Like I just got like a chicken club sandwich, and that was good, but. To me, it's kind of reminiscent of how, how Wendy's is now. Like, not the old Wendy's, but how Wendy's just became. How they updated everything. So, like the bun. So, I think one of the sauces actually tastes really similar to a Wendy's. So, I was like, that's kind of weird. But, alright, I'll go with it. So, just went with that. Then, let's see, what else did I eat? We had this really fancy wine and dine place. It was good. I can't complain about it. The new, I can't remember what it was called. 
Like, usually when you get to those fancy places, it's just funny when you just get there and you're like, look at the menu, like, I have no idea what the hell any of these dishes are. It's like, what the hell is this noodle? What's this? It's like chicken with uh, Alfredo on it. It's like, all right, I'll go with this. And that's the only thing I freaking know is on this goddamn menu. <laughs> so, it's funny when you do end up to places like that, when you just start looking at the menu, like, what the hell? when I got there, when I started reading, I was like, uh, the two, two coworkers I was with, or not coworkers, but slap, like co-trainers that I was with, who had taken the classes with me through the week. We can't, we all just kind of started talking about stories and one of, and when we saw the menu, it brought up one of my old stories of, while I was in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, f on a trip, uh, we went to this bistro and I didn't even really look at it and until we got inside we looked at the menu and i looked at my buddy who was with me i was like what the hell is this freaking language i was like i have no idea what the hell any of these dishes are and then him and me both kind of just looked at each other we're like we have no idea then i was like i think i know this noodle so let's go with this guy because that's the best option i got so it was like ravioli it was good but that was pretty much it on that but, uh, let's see, uh, when I was in there, when I was down there too, I decided to take in some, uh, amenities that Indy offers. Uh, I went to Climb Indy, which is like an indoor rock, rock wall, and obviously a lot of places have those. And I never really put much thought into rock wall. I was just like, ah, people do it. I don't, it's like, I really don't think that pertains to me. And I started doing it. I just did a boulder pass, so I didn't get to go up the full, like, 24 feet or something like that. I only went up 10, was able to go up to 10. But I was doing, I was like, this is really fun and interesting. I like this. And, but then, like, soon, I just start, my hands just start hurting really bad. I'm like, why the hell my hands hurt? I look down at them, like, a huge blister on one of them. I'm like, are you kidding me, a blister? So, I was like, okay, just take it easy. So, I kept on climbing. Just kind of paid attention to my hand that had a blister on it. And also I got to the top of uh, one uh, one of the walls, like my high limit wise, the height. And I got up there, I went to grab, and my blister burst. <laughs> so it was just like, ah, oh, this freaking hurts. So it was just funny too when I was just doing it because I was just like, oh, whatever. I was like. Let's just try some of these. And some people like come up to me like, is your first time here? I'm like, yeah. It's like, I have no. And they're like, why are you on this one? I'm like, I don't know. This one looks interesting. He's like, they're like, dude, this one's like meant for guys who have been rock climbing for like 12 years. And I'm like, really? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'll walk away from this one. Yeah. One uh, one kid that started talking with me, he started, I started asking him like techniques, stuff like that, just how it goes about it. Like, one thing I'm fascinated about is, like, when they're upside, like, kind of almost perpendicular. I asked him, like, so how do you, like, stay flat? Do you, like, wedge your feet in? He's like, yeah, you can wedge your feet in or you can just, like, press against. But you need a lot of core strength. Then right when he said that, I was like, ah, I don't have that great of core strength. So now, like, since he said that to me, I think that was on a Wednesday. I was like, okay, now that's the thing I have to work on is getting a, uh, get uh working on my core strength and in my town i found we do have a rock wall 
and I'm gonna go talk to him tomorrow. Hopefully I can get a discount rate to the center just for using the rock wall and that's it. So hopefully that I can get a discount rate at that. I hope I can. But I know now that my core strength has to I have to bring that up into priority. So and plus too I've kinda of learned some new stuff today and I'm not hundred percent sure on it yet, but it's gonna be changing my the way I train. So train, work out my lifestyle to work so it's gonna be changing that so that's gonna be fun and interesting then what else did i do i also went to two go-kart facilities that indianapolis does offer fast times which is a two-story complex go-kart track and k1 speed which is obviously a franchise uh, go-kart track it's like pole it's like pole position racing go-karts and they're literally across the u.s you can usually find them and these ones were the fat, like, uh, Fast Times was the gas-powered uh, European carts. There, if if you've been to uh, Denver, Colorado, to Unser Racing, they are exactly the same carts as those. They're the exact same. And K1 is, they ha they are all electric. So, so you had the two, like, uh, diverse ones. So, those were, those were interesting. The K1 wasn't as fun as Fast Times because at Fast Times, uh, I was able to go, I was just by myself, so I was able to go full speed at where, and I didn't have to worry about traffic, which I'm, I kind of was like, I kind of wish I had some people to race with, but at the same time, it's like, I'm happy I don't because that means I can go fast as I want, whereas if I had someone else, it really, I won't, that won't be the case. And I was proving that when I was at K1 because at K1 was my first, my first time I was ever in a class that was full of carts and we constantly kept having it slow down because somebody kept spinning out and I was getting pissed I'm like how the hell do you spit out on these damn things so and some kids like really didn't know how to race with them so like when they spin out they start coming back in the traffic but they come onto the driving line and it's just like oh my god we're gonna die yeah I almost got a t-bone by one kid doing that I was like I was wanting to get out and punch him in the face. Be like, God damn it, pay attention. <laughs> this is where you first button on your goddamn cart. That's like the only good thing about the electric cards is that on K1, they have a, usually in the forward position, obviously, but they do, if you stop, you can press, you have to press and hold to be in reverse and you can just reverse and go. I'm like, I haven't yet to use that because I'm able to control it. Surprisingly and happily I can, but some people obviously can't because... Some people are not coordinated enough, and that's just people in general. So you just come across that. So K1 was a bit disappointing, but what can you do? I enjoyed it still, but I wish I kind of, I was kind of bummed because I was like, I'm in fourth place. I was like, I'm usually used, used to being like in the top like five, uh, top three or something like that. But on this track, I just kept getting behind some, like one guy was ahead of me. Uh, he was able to go faster than me, but the parts that he was able to beat me at was because he really blocked me and I should have just hit him. You know, I just look, look back at him like I should have just spun him out and just went. So, and when we had to slow down, those people did like the people ahead of me did like jump other carts. So if I actually like did what they did, I would probably finish in the top three if I wanted to, which I, which I can't take back now. If I 
if I do go back, if I do end up in Indianapolis again, I end up at K1 speed, I'm definitely going to be doing that. It's just, I'm just going to be bouncing cars when we slow down. I'll be just doing that. So, but yeah, then I also did Sky Zone for my first time, which if you don't know what Sky Zone is, it's a trampoline park. It's a in, yeah, indoors, obviously. So, and it's just nothing but trampolines, foam pits, uh, basketball hoops. So you can go jump on trampoline onto a basketball hoop, go dunk. Stuff like that. They do host dodgeball tournaments. Stuff like that. And I haven't jumped on a trampoline for God knows how long. I can't remember the last time I was ever on a trampoline. So it's been for a long time. So I jumped on it. Getting used to it. I was like, alright. I was like, this is getting easy. And it was kind of intimidating if a 25-year-old guy is getting better. Like, getting outbalanced by, like, a 14-year-old. I was like, oh, this is pathetic. That's the time I was like, ah, but they're... I'm like, they are probably in gymnastics and everything like that. I'm not. So I'm like, I'm just bearing off my rust. So by the end of it though, I was happy because I was able I was starting to be able to do front flips and three sixties. So I was getting pretty happy about that. And if I did more time I would probably get like five twenties and stuff like oh five forties, I mean not five twenties, that's seven twenty. Uh I'll be able to get those spins in, do front flips and all that fun stuff. So and probably the highlight at sky zone was there's this little like three-year-old kid uh i i started bouncing i started bambling started bouncing higher and higher also this little kid started coming towards me and he just started jumping he's trying to jump as high as me and i just started noticing i'm like all right whatever and the kids started going ah just how little kids do when they're really excited and the kid just started doing that every time i jumped really high and i started making the noise back to him and the kid started enjoying that so he started following me around so like I jump a tramp, he jumps to the tramp, uh, trampoline behind me, and I jump, he jumps. And it was just funny. And also I started noticing who, who his parents were, and I started bouncing over to the uh, parents, and the dad, his dad just goes, he's like, the "Kids gave me a workout, isn't he?" And I was like, "Yeah, he's really persistent. He's like, he's just trying to jump as high as you." I'm like, "I'm like, it's just all in the arms." <laughs> so we just had a good laugh about that. And it was just funny because the dad kind of was able to wander off a little bit and come back and the kids exactly where he thought he was just following me left or right. And the, and the parents started noticing like the kid, like whenever the kid got close to me, I was able to jump to a next tri trampoline. I was just watching out for him. So they laughed. They laughed. and had a good time about that. Then, but yeah, that was my time there. Then, yeah, I, I w went back to Twin Peaks. <laughs> my last night there i was like why not i was like let's go there and when i went there it was for the game six of the toronto raptors versus the indianapolis uh, indiana pacers so i was watching that game and obviously everyone in there was a pacers fan and i'm like raptors so i don't know how that game went i think the pacers won or something yeah the pacers won and i believe they had to do game seven here sometime i don't know when but I just knew it was coming, so. But yeah, then uh, when I was leaving, then Saturday came. Oh no, not Saturday. Let's, I'll, I'll bring that up later. But uh, on Friday, when our class was, when our training session was done, which was very informational, and awesome. Uh, like I felt kind of sad when everyone started leaving, and I also it's like, why is, why am I sad? Why am I sad? How's this, how's this like emotional for me? I don't know why. I was like, 
Ike didn't. I, I was like, did I seriously get kind of attached to these people in one week or something? But that kind of uh, that kind of nagged at me that the entire Friday night to Saturday, just kind of thinking about it. Saturday, I was pretty much over it. But at the same time, I was just like, I just started thinking about it in deeper thought, obviously. And while I seen the thinking about it, I was just like, all right, all right. So what? I was like, so what did I, like, what makes me sad about this? And what makes me, like, sad and a little depressed was, like, these people are interesting. And, like, I'm never going to see these people again. If I do, it's just going to be on a huge off trance that I'm, like, in the neighborhood of where they live and work. And that's pretty much it. Like, that's it. And I highly doubt they're going to recognize me, like, next time they see me. So it'd be like... It might be, like, when they see me now, I have long hair. When they see me next time, I might have my hair cut. So they won't even, like, a lot of people say, like, you look completely different from, like, one look to another. So it's going to be interesting there. And so, yeah, I, I was just kind of depressed on that. And on the Saturday, on the Saturday of leaving, I kind of thought about some more and everything like that, just in deeper thought. And I just started noticing around the hotel, I'm like, these are just people from around the world. I'm like, these people probably have all these fascinating stories and I'm not talking to them. And that just made me start thinking some more about that. Then uh, I, I packed everything up, left the hotel, and I was like, okay, let's stop by the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the that infamous track. So I had to go there and what sucked was that my flight was at 11 o'clock and boarded at it was at 11 o'clock but it boarded at 10 30 and the hall of fame museum doesn't at indianapolis motor speedway does not open up till nine and it takes 15 to 20 minutes to get there plus i had to you know 15 20 minutes to get to the from the track to the airport plus i had to check in my bag return the rental car and all that stuff so i knew that was going to take some time and so i was just like Ah, uh, should I even should I even risk it? Cause I wasn't sure how long I'm gonna be in there. I might like I could see myself in there for at least an hour. So I was just like, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Is it? Yeah. So I was just like, you know what? I drove by it. I was like, I'll let it go. But then when I was driving away, I was like, what the fuck? I could have taken pictures of the tower, because when you drive by, you can see the like the infamous Indianapolis tower that's in the uh, like on the main street. You can see that. I was like, I should have took pictures of that. Why didn't I take pictures of that? So I was like, you know what? It happens. It happens. Whatever. Ow. Hit my hand on the desk. So then I decided, whatever. Then got to the airport, returned everything. Simple as it can be. And it was funny. I went through security. And I kind of forgot. But at the same time, I really didn't care. I had, this, I had those NRA hidden pocket knives. They can have me while it's like a credit card shape and everything. And also I saw him stop my toe and I was like, Psh. and right then and there I thought about, I'm like, oh yeah, I have that thing in there. Shit. But at the same time, I was like, that's no big deal. I'm like, it's just a tiny damn thing. But I thought wrong, obviously. If they can take nail clippers, they will take this shit. So they're like, yeah, sir. He's like, you can go check this into your bag. On your flight or what's have the cost? I'm like, just take it. I don't care. 
And like besides that knife's kind of annoying to deal with anyway. So I was like, whatever. I got a better pocket knife at home. And the guy, the guy kind of looked at me weird when I said, I got a better pocket knife at home. I was like, you don't carry a pocket knife with you? <laughs> I'm like, wow. I'm like, I used to not carry a pocket knife with me. But since I started doing it, I started realizing how convenient the pocket knife is. It's amazing. How much shit you open up with it. So nice. And just have it at your disposal at any time. So that's what I like about it. But yeah, I went through security and everything. Just went through, got it all done. It was just funny. I uh, went, to, went to the terminal and I was just sitting there just like, oh, okay, okay. I was like, hey, this is a new coffee place I haven't tried. So when I would grab the coffee, it was delicious. It was my, and it was a flat white since I'm trying to reduce sugar. And just got that and I was like, oh, this is amazing. Got that, just sat there and chilled. And also I started noticing uh, two, the two guys sitting next to me in the terminal just waiting to get bored was two Asian kids. And I don't know where they're from. So, like, obviously the Asian region, I really can't say. Maybe China, maybe Japan, Taiwan, Indo- Indonesia, I don't know. Somewhere. South Korea, maybe? I don't know. So... Uh, while they're just seeing the talk, I was just like, I looked over, one kid was like looking at his phone, and I looked over, and I was like, hey, that's anime. Huh, I wonder what anime that is. But I was like, if I probably ask, he'll probably say it in Japanese, whatever his uh, local dialect is, and I'll be like, I have no idea what the hell that is. It might be something that I don't know, like, I probably don't have that in like Hulu or Crunchyroll or something. So it'd be completely lost to me, so I was like, damn it. <laughs> So, and I was just like, all right, whatever. So, but then we started, then when we boarded, uh, the flight was good. And I sat next to this uh, Asian man. And when I was sitting next to him, I kind of thought about the thought that I had at breakfast. I'm like, I'm sitting next to this guy. This guy could be a businessman, like makes hundreds, hundreds to million dollars as an executive or just a guy who's working up the ladder. I'm like, he probably has a lot of experience I could probably talk to. Him and Damon, like, we acknowledged each other, like, at the beginning, but that was it. No talking. I was like, then just got me thinking, I'm like, how many people do people talk to and, or, like, sit next to and, and do nothing and just go for whatever? And that made me remember a movie called Hector's Pursuit of Happiness. It was on Netflix. It is on Netflix. You can look it up. Uh, the main actor in that I can't remember his name but he's in Shaun of the Dead um, Hot Fuzz he like you obviously uh, if you saw those movies you know who exactly I'm talking about Shaun of the Dead God I can't believe I don't even know his name even though I knew it but I just can't remember it Simon Pegg that's who it is. Simon Pegg. Yeah, Simon Pegg is in the movie. Or he's the main guy in the movie. And it was just like, I was just like, okay, this seems pretty good. And I started watching. I was like, this is really good. And one of the scenes is he starts talking with this banker or a high executive, yeah, high executive banker guy who who's flying to uh, China and he would not shut up talking to him. The guy from Asia was just like, I'm tired. He's like, I don't even really want to talk to you. And he's like, oh, come on, let's talk. And he started talking, 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 talking. Then it kind of just 
they kind of brought them to clubs and everything like that, kind of just dragged them into China. The executive did. Uh, took um, Hector with him, Hector with him, and just started explaining China a little bit, like all like kind of the uh, VIP sections of everything. And that was really interesting. And he also met, also in the movie, he met a Buddhist monk and a, uh, what else was it? A, uh, a drug, drug lord, I don't, I think in Africa somewhere. It was really funny. Like, it was really interesting. I was just like, this would be like really, and that, like, I thought of all that stuff while I'm sitting on this plane that was only half hour flight. I'm just like, how many people am I not, like, I don't mean like in a plane, but I mean like just in general that I'm not talking to that has interest that have interesting interesting stories that I'm just letting pass by, and that's even for like you listeners. Just how many people are you like just pass by that you can talk to, but you choose not to, and you can miss out on like awesome stories or just hilarious just passerby stories that you like hear like once in a while, like one of the people I was streaming with. We start. I started crying at one of our stories. Not like sad, but like laughing, crying. Just how funny our stories are starting to get because we're able to tangent off each other. And then when I got to Chicago, yeah, when I got to Chicago, I saw, uh When we landed in Chicago, there was this one lady who was saying like uh, Jason to me on the right, and I could read her text messages. And who doesn't read text someone else's text messages when they're like? They hold the phone, but they hold it to the aisle towards someone. It's like, at that point, you're like, ah, you're pretty much begging to get, like, get eavesdropped on. So I decided just to start reading it. And when I read it, uh, I'll keep it very vague, but it was pretty much a girl uh, who was, te- it, to me, from what I could read, was, I kind of just skimmed it because I didn't really fully want to eavesdrop on her, but it was pretty much her texting an ex saying she wants to see him again. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, I was like, oh, I was like emotionally, uh, emotionally vulnerable. I'm like, oh, I'm like, hopefully it goes good for her. I'm like, hopefully it does. So, but yeah, then after that landing back in Chicago, it was kind of funny. The terminal I left to go to Indy, uh, Indianapolis to is the same terminal I took to get back to Bismarck. So I kind of had to laugh about that. But yeah, went to, went there. Then I got food, which was awesome. Got two McDonald's double cheeseburgers. I was like, this is amazing. And it was funny too, because when I got to the, up to the menu, I'm like, oh shit, they don't have double cheeseburgers here. I'm like, oh, they got to have double cheeseburgers here. I'm not ordering a quarter pounder. I started looking, I'm like, there's a double cheeseburger. So I just ordered two of those. I was like, thank God. <laughs> so, but yeah, then we, uh, after, I, then we boarded. I only had like a 45 minute wait. Oh, no, it was a half hour wait because we had some little delay in Indianapolis. But we had a little wait and we then boarded the flight to back to Bismarck. And it was funny because the flight tenant on this one, uh, on the return flight to Bismarck was she kind of looked like she really idolized Marilyn Monroe. Like the hair was up done like her. I don't know if she had lips done, but like they didn't like they didn't look like 
attractive. Maybe to some people, but to me, it really wasn't. Too much eyeliner, like too much makeup. Yeah, just too much makeup in general. So it's just like, ugh. But whatever, I'll like, I'm like, whatever, it's her style. She she thinks she's all hot shit, so. I'm like, I bet if you talk to her, she's probably a nice person to talk with, so. Who am I to judge? I'm being an ass. I'm just being an asshole right now, just judging people. But who doesn't like doing that? Like sitting in a park and just watching people walk by and just judging the hell out of them. Just because of how they walk or dress. So who doesn't like that? That's a, that's like an American pastime right there. <laughs> Next to baseball and fo- uh, Sunday night football. So, <laughs> But uh, it was funny too when we were on the flight. Everything was going fine there. Then uh, when we landed in Bismarck, the pilot of that flight... When we landed back in Bismarck was fucking scary as hell. Well, not scary, but like little like butterflies in the stomach, like a lot when we were landing. Because he liked the bank turn. I think he used to be a fighter pilot and he loves bank turns. So he's just banking left. And I'm like, this is cool, but I'm looking directly down at Bismarck. I'm like, this is a bit intense a little bit. So I'm like, ugh. So and when we landed, we landed like a little to the left. It was pretty funny, but. Other than that, it was pretty fine. So, I had a laugh too when we, when we pulled to the runway because it was like no, like okay, we stopped and we fired the jets and go no, it was like turn and just full speed, like just full speed, all hands, just like oh my god, <laughs> like there was zero to a hundred real quick. <laughs> so I just had to laugh at that. Then um, God, what was it? Uh, through all those flights. Uh, what kind of got me on my, like, I know some people get scared when it's like, oh my God, it's my first time flying. The thing that guy got me, like, calmed down was I just thought of what I would be if I was a professional pilot up in the cockpit. And so people are like, oh my God, I'm not qualified. But with a little training, you know, that thought would go away. I just thought about, like, I would be the guy, like, I would be up there being like, oh, Scotty, she can't take it anymore. I push her through a hard man, push her even harder. Just stuff like that. Like, I'll be just talking stupid. Just up there, like, she's, like, just be banging back. Ah, you hang in there, girl. I know you can take this. Just stuff like that. Like, I'll be just talking. Just making myself laugh. And when I was thinking of that, when I was sitting in my seat, I just had a smirk in my face. Just kind of laughing to myself. Just like, why am I thinking this in the middle of this? I'm like, a lot of people be scared of shitless. I'm just laughing about it. (laughs) And if the pilot was doing that, he's pretty cool in my book then. A little cooler than I thought. But yeah, that was kind of my entire trip to Indy. It was really quick. Uh, pretty memorable. Uh, it feels like it's been like three weeks since I've been there. That's what it feels like. And this weekend, I'm going off to Montana for a Spartan race. So the next podcast will more than likely be a road trip edition. So that's what that's going to be. And yeah, then the next one after I'll be at home. So... Yeah, thanks for listening, and this has been the In My Basement Podcast with your host, Tori Stockert. Thank you. See you until next one.